Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And oh, my friends, do I have the treatiest of treats for all of you. I have the Carrie Montgomery with us today. Carrie is a transformational style coach and body image expert. And I know for certain every single one of the souls that are listening to this, Carrie, their ears just perked up, their hearts just leapt because we, as a sisterhood, as a tribe, have had our fair share of tribulations when it comes to knowing our body, loving our body, knowing how to praise our body when we really just can't even stand the skin that we're in. And so I'm so grateful that you're here today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor, Jillian. And hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. So to the point of um, everything that I just shared with you, you know, I have a very, very deep connection with loathing my body. I or not a deep connection with it, but I went through a really nasty specific couple of years where everything kind of came to a head for me. But of course that was based on decades before of programming and slowly but surely learning how to disassociate from my body, not think that my body was good enough. And it really, you know, I've, I've done a lot, a lot of work. I mean, you know that I've done a lot of work around that area. Um, but I also know for certain that society at large and women in general, and specifically the women that are watching this pod or listening to this podcast, we need some help. We need some support. We need to learn the tools on how we can possibly learn to love this bag of bones we're walking around in. So there you go. There's your task the beautiful for the bag next of bones. 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm so excited to chat with you about it. It's a really fun topic. So how? It be fun for me. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's, I, and it's incredible. Because, and thank you for saying that because we look at these people and we hear body image experts like, oh, she must have loved her body her entire life. She must not have a single dimple or a single flaw. Like she just must be this goddess that has stepped out of this magazine. And that's not true because you're actually a human too. So can you give us the rundown? Every like model, every perfect model is, a, a, has their own thing too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but we don't hear about that and we don't see that. We only see what's portrayed out there. So can you give us the rundown of who is the infamous Carrie Montgomery? How did she come to be here? And then we're going to, we're going to just take the cannonball. We're going to nosedive into a lot of good stuff here. Awesome. Yes. So I'm going to bucket it a little bit because sometimes it can get a little confusing. So I have my like health and wellness life. I have my professional life and then I have my creative life and yeah. they have been interwoven over the past 25 years. Um, well, 
42. <laughs> um, <laughs> but specifically with the focus. <laughs> yeah, specifically with the focus. So um, I started out at a young age. At 18, I broke my back and I was like, okay, we have to fix this and we're going to fix it with surgery. And um, I had a spiritual experience when I woke up from that surgery and it changed how I saw the world. And I've spent the past 25 years dancing around, like, how does that integrate into my life and creating desires from that place? Yeah. Because I, I, I saw a different reality. Yeah. And I, but I also have this like little inner rebel, so I couldn't totally accept it. And yeah. then I need to be a little offbeat. I like went to film school, worked in the film industry for a long time, worked in sales and marketing, was a health coach, like taught lifestyle medicine to doctors, yeah. was like, I need to change the world of medicine because I'd gone through a crazy medical crisis for yes. a long, long, long time. So my body of work came to be from 13 surgeries, multiple traumas, a long healing journey, an incredible filmmaking career and an incredible sales and marketing career. And I just, Amazing. when I asked the universe, like, so I had started my business and I was like, okay, we're just going to be like a, a lifestyle coach. And like, yeah. I'm going to take people on this new path. And, and then the launch of my first product after I'd done beta, I was in the middle of the sales cycle and I ended up in the hospital almost dying. And I woke up from that surgery and I was like, life must be different. And it was literally like 20 years to the day, almost to like maybe 20 years and a couple months to the day of when I'd had my spinal surgery. Interesting. So you went into the spinal surgery living kind of like a surface level life, so to speak, in terms of like your spirituality or like what was the shift there? And then let's talk about the shift later on. So I... I, I was all, I had had trauma as a child. So I'd always been tapped in to another realm, another sense of being. I was always a sensitive child. I felt the world on a different plane um, than how maybe my family would handle the situations or, you know, we just, I I felt more than the average person that I knew around me. Yep. When I had the back surgery, um, I didn't want to have it. I was like, even the moment I was going under to the anesthesiologist, I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. He's like, you're just afraid. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I think we can do this another way. And then I went to sleep. So like, and then all this stuff happened to my body that was very traumatic and way more intense than I had understood. So at 18, when they say this is a minor surgery, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Right. It's not going to be that painful. Right. But at 18, you don't understand that the difference in language is a major surgery is a major organ, like a heart or lungs or brain. Mm-hmm. That's a major surgery. Mm-hmm. And a spinal fusion is not considered a major surgery. Gotcha. But it was but really freaking major And hammers <laughs> and chisels into my hips yeah. and taking the bone marrow out and using it as glue and taking screws and putting it into my back. And I'm like, yeah, I this woke was, up and I was this like, is no cakewalk. Whoa the hell just happened to me <laughs> seriously okay yeah. so but, you had but a when shift. I, yeah so I had a shift because the way that I knew I had a shift was that um when the nurses would come in there was this uh, Lithuanian woman Sylvie and I'm part Lithuanian so this was so weird but she was yeah. in my 
um, she was in my hospital rooms and she was 86 and she just had a hip replacement and she, (laughs) she was adorable. The nurses would come in and they were like, there are angels in here. Like there, she's like, we go in, they go, they say they go into every other hospital room and it's like dark and heavy and, and they come into ours and it's like light and airy and crisp. And I was like, I, I just got this like kick in the pants of like life can be better than what you've experienced. Oh my gosh. I've already gone through like depression and there've been a lot of like trials and tribulations to get to that surgery because I didn't want to have it. Yeah. So I'd spent a year in a body cast. Yeah. Trying not to have it. Oh my goodness. Holy moly. So I mean, and I, thank you for painting that picture because I think, um, especially in this space, we hear about people having these breakthroughs or having these awakenings. And so I like to pick it apart a little bit more. Like what does that look like? And the biggest lesson for me out of all of that is like, ladies, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You actually, yeah, you actually know you actually are more as Abraham Hicks says, tuned in, tapped in, turned on, then often you give yourself credit for. So amazing, Carrie. Thank you for that. So now we're, we're jumping forward 20 years. So you had this experience when you're 18. Do you feel like you ignored it, so to speak, and tried no, to do I, all the things? No, I made many, many, many life choices based on my based pain Based on levels. it. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and so always having to have health insurance, because if I lost health insurance in any point, then it would be considered a pre-existing condition and I would never get coverage on my spine again. Mm, gotcha. So really having to like wanting independence and freedom and knowing that like, how do I do this dance? Cause I want to be out there and be free and yet needing on the ground learning experience and working within structures that can still support me. And as a creative, it's really hard to find your place in the world. And totally. so- I ended up in, you know, after a film, I ended up in sales and marketing because it was stable, steady, comfortable, reliable. Um, you know, it was just something I could, I could relax into and not get and get out of survival mode a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But in that time span of 20 years, I had 10 more surgeries on my ovaries and uterus. Mm-hmm. So my body didn't do well from the surgery. And so I had a lot of issues and I became celiac and I went through Lyme disease. Like I went through many, 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 and Mm -hmm. I'm a believer in natural medicine. So I'm always trying to do things like the easier, softer way on the body and yet still having to have it cut open and take intense drugs and all of these things, but believing in the greater force that there is something better, softer, easier, more gentle for my body. Yes. I mean, even to this day, I'm having work done on my spine, on my scar to have the scar tissue released. Yeah. So powerful. So that just, that makes me feel all the feels. And cause I'm a deeply feeling person too. And so is uh, are most of my listeners. And it's like you being in this place of like being pulled this way, being pulled that way, wanting to go over here, feeling like you need to still be over here. Like yeah. that makes me feel so for you that that feeling of being unaligned and like out of alignment must've just been a norm for you. And I don't want to assume, but I'm asking like, is that the case? Oh, it, it was, it was so frustrating. And you know, I love human design. And so my not self-esteem, my way of knowing I'm not in alignment is frustration. Yeah. 
So now I look at at frustration as a signpost. I'm like, whoa, frustrated. I'm out of alignment. What's going on? And then I use techniques to kind of get in and say like, okay, where, where are we not connected to self and source? Because my biggest issue stemming from younger, you know, than the surgery Mm -hmm. was not trusting myself. Yeah. Right. Not trusting my own intuition, not trusting my own sense of being worth and value in the world. And when you don't trust yourself, it can feel really uncomfortable all the time. And, you know, other people are speaking for you often, especially when you're younger than 18. Right. You know, being a child can be very disempowering. It can be. And, and for me, like when I feel that frustration too, I now know that that's that's the moment to celebrate. Like, okay, I'm feeling mm-hmm. frustrated. Yay. I'm feeling frustrated. Okay. Yeah. So what does this mean? Where did yeah. this come from so that I can release it so that I can get back into that place of center? I love yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. How, so with the, the 20 years later, the, the next surgery that really like blew things up for you, bring us back to that moment and bring us back into mm-hmm. like what you were feeling and what that did for you to get you to where you are now. Yeah, it was a crazy sequence of events. So um, I'll, I'll paint the pictures so you understand like how much personal development work I was doing. Yes. Um, I, a, a year prior, I had lost my job because I developed a neurological disorder and I was losing my ability to walk. So mm-hmm. issue with eating disorders slash having Lyme disease slash sort of a co- collusion of many forces yeah. caused me to develop this neurological disorder, Yeah. which I still deal with to this day. Yeah. Um, so lost my job, moved from New York city to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, going to Maine, like we're going to just make the best of it. Yeah. And so I ended up flying back and forth to New York, doing Mama Gina school for womenly arts, um, Marie Forleo's B school, um, another coaching program to develop my skills more, you know, professionally or more, more deeply, more, yeah. more powerfully. So I was doing three programs. Before they started, I decided to confront my childhood perpetrator. Mm. And then I went through all the programs to completion six months later and was working on, you know, doing the the unveiling, the real like opening of my business to saying, okay, like this is what we're doing. And I started hemorrhaging out and Mm. I had to be rushed to the hospital. And I, at that point, lost my uterus and I had spent 20 years doing multiple surgeries to try and keep my uterus so that I could have children. Right. Right. So As you were were bored during this time period. There was plenty going on. <laughs> I wasn't just like laying around like I'm sick. I was like yeah. still fighting to have a quality of life of what I desired and building a dream. And, and then after that surgery, like I, I had to give in. I mean, I'd had so many blood transfusions. I was getting iron infusions I was on bed rest, like it was, I had to give in, but I was still doing stuff online, trying to figure out how do I build a dream that's in alignment with my body. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's the the key to this is that, um, you know, in my twenties, well, the internet didn't exist the way it does now, Totally. but I, I didn't have the confidence, the skill set, the discipline or the faith in myself mm-hmm. to go after this kind of dream. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I worked for many people building skills. Mm-hmm. 
So that. when I opened my business, I could produce a movie, produce a photo shoot, run a sales, t- like for sales team, um, manage a territory, evaluate a business, do marketing, do PR, um, speak on stages, do a presentation to an intimate group of people, host parties. Those are all the things I learned in 20 years. Yes, and I love that. Always, 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 always building skills to get to that future self. Yes. So enjoy the freaking process. Thank you for saying that because how often do we see people trying to just hurry up through? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yeah. yet. Yeah. And it's like everything that you're doing is getting you to where you want to go. If you're willing to really learn, be present with yourself throughout the process and continue to grow your mind, grow your heart, grow your skills. And also like, be kind to yourself like that. Yeah. I mean, it's look personal development. It it's, I'm at a point where I'm frustrated with it because it comes from a place of you're not good enough. Change this so you can be better. Totally. For the most part, that's the language out there. I think there's a shift in the marketplace happening right now. I agree. Where people are saying, this is too much. This is too much pressure. Be cool with where you are right now. So yeah. in, in my work and in you know, my program, Create Your Soul Style, I really take women through the process of accepting where they are now, yeah. right? Neutralizing the sensations that are so strong towards ourselves that are negative, right? Yeah. Those yeah. negative forces that are impacting how we feel in our bodies. It could be fear. It could be anger. It could be sadness. It could be hatred. Mm -hmm. We, we all go through those emotions. Totally. Right. We're human beings. We're there to experience them. Great. You're experiencing them. That means that they're on the other side. Great joy, great love, great power, great strength. So when you have these negative emotions, if we learn to understand a little bit of the backstory and I teach women how to associate with their bodies and like understand, Ooh, what am I telling myself right now? Just by the sensation in their body. Yeah. Can you not by like psychoanalysis? Yeah. Because I think that's the conversation that I, that I would love to dive into right now. And there's like 17 conversations I want to dive into, but you know, we hear all the time, oh, just love your body. Well, when you Uh spend a long time hating your body, picking it apart, it's impossible. It. So how do we do that? How do we slowly but surely start, to your point, learning how to trust ourselves, learning how to love ourselves, learning how to like look at the sacred container that holds our soul and appreciate it? Like, What are some tangible things that our women can start doing so that they can get to that next level of really saying, okay, this isn't just about me shaming myself into loving myself because that doesn't work. This is yeah, but it also can be like, oh, I'm shaming myself. Get mm-hmm. curious. Like, what's going yeah. on? Cool. I mean, like, for me, it's like, so there's the cycle, right? Like, I feel good. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, like, a problem hits, and then another problem hits, and then another problem hits. And you're like, wait, I'm off course. Like, something's, and then you get sad or angry. And then self-recrimination, shame cycle turns on, mm-hmm. pain cycle turns on. However you manifest it. For me, I actually experience physical pain when I get into like sadness or I'm off course mm-hmm. um, or I'm taking on energy. Yeah. Right? 
so the way when I developed the technique, um, I, I, I started to look at our body as a container that we need to understand how we are dialoguing inside mm-hmm. because we're taught to just look outside, right? If you're if, like, people thought I was just a stylist and like, I get people dressed, totally get people dressed, but I need you to understand what's going on inside your body so that you can be the powerful choice maker for yourself yeah. because I can't make choices for you. And so when we look, when I created the system, I looked at, you know, a body image breakthrough is really looking at your energy container. Like, how do you relate to your own energy? How do you envision your own energy? How do you sense your own energy? Mm-hmm. And so we do look at the chakra system because that is our inner energy centers, mm-hmm. right? We want to kind of get c- comfortable with the language, get comfortable with the sensations and even get closer to how we imagine things and how we dream and how we sometimes sabotage our dreams, mm-hmm. like in knowing like, oh, there's that really negative force that comes in every time I feel this positive thing. Okay, yeah. great. Like, how do we balance that out? Yeah. And then the next phase is really looking at the body map of emotions and understanding, okay, where in my body do I feel these emotions? Mm-hmm. Because I can guarantee you if there's a disappointment or a fear there is a place in your body that you feel it instantaneously. And if you're finely tuned enough to actually listen to your emotional well-being, Mm -hmm. your emotional state, there's a physical sensation going on and it will speak volumes if you can hear it, if you're open enough to hear it. So I train. Yeah. How do we get open enough to hear it? feel your body, right? We're taught not to feel our bodies and just power through. Mm -hmm. That's the most disempowering thing you can ever do. The wisdom is in the intuition of your body. And when you can listen to your own divine voice, the world is your oyster. Mm -hmm. And like your own divine voice, I'm angry right now. Yay. Like, great. I'm angry. Recognize it. Where is that? Okay. What's the story going on there? What's Mm -hmm. it connected to? So you're saying that when we have certain emotions, we feel them in certain areas of our body and different, not like in your gut, you feel fear in your heart. You feel love. Mm -hmm. That might be true for you, but it's different for everyone. So I teach people how to associate with their own sensations. I feel fear in my hands. It's like electricity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. And this is the stuff like these are the, I know I'm asking nitty gritty details, but ever, yeah. I know for certain people are like, wait, you can actually do that. Because to your point, we have been told like, don't pay attention to what's in here. Pay attention to what's out there because yeah. that's where the happiness lives. That's There's where the direction there. lives. And what yeah. you're saying, Carrie, is something that I align with so deeply. It's that no, 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 no. It's, it's within you. We've yeah. just been programmed to mute our inner feelings, our inner voices, because the opinions and the lenses of everyone else is where we need to be looking. Yeah. Yeah. And then we look at the next body map and that's the essentials of life, which is your core story. Yeah. And we take, you know, the sort of the holistic approach of looking at every area of your life to this crazy detail and writing out like where the patterns are and figuring out like, okay, what is that core thing? And it, for the most part, because it is a human condition, is that we don't feel like we're enough. Yeah. And everyone has a different sort of fight on the scale or pattern that they've been re- 
creating. So we look at what those patterns are and how they relate to certain areas of the body. Yeah. So interesting. So with that, is that, can we heal that? Can we heal that, that feeling of not being worthy enough, not, not being good enough, like able to stand in our power and know what our power is? I think you can get in the conversation. I don't think it gets fixed. I think you get more skilled at dealing with the story and getting through the downslope quicker. Yeah. In my experience, that's what I've learned is that like, okay, it still comes up like new level, new devil. Yep. Comes up. Okay, great. Here we go. I know this one. This is what I need to do. And I will do it without resistance. Yes. That where before I spent 20 years, like disempowering myself because I was like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like I remember in my twenties, this doctor was like, you need to take supplements because you're not absorbing that. And I was like, I'm too young. I can't afford supplements. Like I'm just starting out in my career, but yet that would have made a massive difference in my well-being. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, when people have that, that yucky memory, um, that thing that they're just not proud of from their past or that thing that it's like, Oh, I just want this gone. I just, I don't ever want to deal with this again. I want this up and out like that shadow side to us. We can never get rid of the shadow. We can't unthink something that was thought. We can't undo something that was done, but learning how to live with it and maneuver through it with love and compassion and with ease and without the resistance that is the key here. And diffuse it, diffuse the power of it, right? So when, especially around trauma, because law of attraction, if you're familiar with the principles, it works great. But when you have trauma, Mm -hmm. it can be really hard to stay in the conscious positive events because you have a physical biochemical reaction Mm -hmm. that takes over your body, takes over your mind. You don't know what's happening. And then all of a sudden you're maybe a day or two later going, whoa, here I am, holy cow. So this is kind of like a self-made tracking device to keep conscious with a conversation with yourself. And in my experience, that's the most powerful thing that has allowed women to grow and transform because they're like, oh, I'm here. Okay, great. This is what I can do now when I'm here. Yeah. What do you see the very most when you're working with women? What do you see the very most in terms of the stories that we tell ourselves and, you know, how resistant we are to really maneuvering through the, those stories? Because I know for a lot of, a lot of women that I work with, we, for a while, there's a time period that we equal parts want to free ourselves from it, but we've only known those stories for so long, right? Like stating, I I'm overweight is something that you get really good at. And so you, you want to free yourself from that, but it's the only thing that you know. So it's almost like subconsciously you want to hold on to it. Do you have something like that, that comes up a lot with the women that you work with? I would say identity is the biggest thing. And that's like, um, I don't know who I am and I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Right. And so when, and, and part of that is because there's socially, there's such a large conversation going on about what you're supposed to look like yeah. that, and, and what's socially acceptable and what's in the right, like context of like, why wear this to one event or I wear that to another event or like I eat this way because, you know, I believe in these food standards, but I eat that way because I want to feel like 
fun or I want to be out partying or whatever it is, right? So it comes down to values, like really understanding your values. But when I created the style archetyping system that allows women to step into identity that takes them towards where they want to be. So it's a little bit into the future, but not so far into the future that you're going to sabotage it. Yes. Right. So you can still dream, but it's also very attached to who you are and what you've been going through. Like what's the thing that's been sort of driving you forward in life. Yeah. So for me, an example, I'm a boho warrior, Mm -hmm. right? So I have a very, very bohemian nomadic upbringing, um, I was like that until my health got very complicated and I still nomaded, but then I really had to stop for a while because I, I just needed to be like in one place and dealing. Right. And, but that part of me felt like it had died, but yeah. the way that I had gotten through most of my life was worrying. Like I was super disciplined. I was super like charge forward, mission driven. I'm going to overcome this and forget about my body. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. And I, once I started to wake up my inner nomad, my boho, Mm -hmm. I started to come into alignment with my own being because I had found an identity that I needed to step into, that I was dreaming of, Mm -hmm. that felt so far away from me, but not completely intangible. And the things that I manifested in my life through that process was knowing that I need to leave my partner, Mm -hmm. knowing that to accept a vacation to Spain, Mm -hmm. then knowing that I need to move to Spain Mm -hmm. and then moving to Spain and having it be the easiest move I've ever done in my entire life. And I've moved all over the world. Yeah. So it is about creating a sense of ease and who you are and, and, and where you're going. So we're we're diffusing the energy of conflict Mm -hmm. and using an alter ego Mm -hmm you know, chic goddess or, um, elegant maven or elegant rebel. There's, I'm creating a quiz. So that it makes it a little good. Bit I was going to say, when you have, when you've got the quiz, let me know. Cause I will get yeah. out to my people. Yeah. That's so fun and illuminating. It's super fun. So there's the, uh, to caveat that though, there is an evolution, right? So mm-hmm. I'm actually evolving into my chic goddess because that's been like the ultimate dream for me, right? Yeah. Like to get into that like goddessy state where there's a bit more ease in my world and less of the combating and the less of the fighting. Yes. And as I start to make decisions for my goddess, less out of the warrior mode, I'm not quite there yet because mm-hmm. I still go into battle, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. All right. So once I hit that spot, then I can claim it. Yes. And that's like me and my true essence. So. Mm-hmm. Identity is something that like, you know, we look at image, like an image of a person, how Mm -hmm. they look, how they get dressed, how they show up, their presence, what they say. And you can put them into a category of like a little bit like who they are, what they've done, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. By what they buy and you kind of understand their socioeconomic background a little bit. And this allows to kind of like diffuse it a little bit because you put into the soulful process of an energy, right? An essence and an archetype, something that you truly, truly, truly want to be. And you put a little bit of a style flair on it. So there's an aesthetic appeal. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Cause I think it's just the perfect segue into like a little bit of fun. So you actually 
so you do this work with women where you help them to uncover truth of who they are. You help them yeah. to get really specific with like, what is it that they've been telling themselves? What can they diffuse so that they can step forward into what they really do want to become? And you actually literally help them to dress themselves so that they can better amplify that truth of who they are so that they can be reminded all the time. They are, you did um, a, a training for one of my programs and we basically kind of boiled it down to you. You're, you're a walking manifestation of what you want when you yeah. dress yourself the way that makes you feel really good, the way that allows for you to slowly but surely appreciate your body because you know what you're feeling inside. And when you are aware of what you're feeling inside, you can better support yourself with the clothing that you wear. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I yes. love your work and it's just, <laughs> it makes me feel so good to know that there are women like you out there doing just such incredible, deeply felt work in their own way, like in their own way that makes women feel good in all different ways. And what you do in helping women to dress, it takes it to a whole new appreciation level energy. So I just wanted to like dote on you for a second because Thank it's, you. it's really magical what you do, but also makes so much friggin' sense too. Like, you know, it's super logical, but we're not taught for it. No, we're very, we're taught that it's going to be really complicated. Your body yeah. is shaped like this. You must wear this shape on top and this shape on bottom. Yeah. Which it drives me freaking bananas. <laughs> so we, it's so, so objectified and no wonder we have people with body image issues. Totally. Because totally. our, our fashion system is set up to objectify the body. Yes. It's, it's done that way because they're creating mass production. Yeah. So it's efficiency mm -hmm. for them, mm -hmm. but it's completely not doing no justice to the consumer. Totally. And when you bring in family history and watching the way that your mother talked to herself and watching the way that your grandmother dieted and watching all the stuff, like it goes into the conversation of worthiness, not being good yeah. in your own body. So yeah let's do a little dance around like how to dress yourself so that you feel yeah. really freaking good. Totally. I love that. So the somatic dressing method in my course, create your soul style. It is the, the part where you get to learn to express yourself. Yes. So you've already done the body image work. You already understand where your um, challenges are, where some of your obstacles are, where the things that you might get caught up on. Yeah. And you've actually started to understand the points on your body, the mm -hmm. accent lines, where you're going to need more support, where you might need to like let things go a little bit, mm -hmm. where you might need to protect yourself a little bit or maybe enhance, mm -hmm. right? So if you look at around those four principles, instead of saying, my body looks fat in the mirror or my boobs are not big enough in the mirror or my butt's too big in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Check in with your energy. How do I feel today? Mm -hmm. Or what does my body need to feel supported today? Yeah. Or how can I feel as effective and powerful as possible today? Yeah. Oh, I love that one. Your body. And that's, that's the most powerful that's one because one. for me that takes like, I like to do this, the, the steps of like one, two, three, because everyone's on a different spectrum yep. of like what questions they're open to. Yeah. How do I need to, what do I need to feel as effective and powerful as possible is the like, I need to modulate my energy so that I can go out and rock my life. 
Yes. I'm not really interested in being average. I'm not interested in just like moseying through the day. Yeah. I've done enough of that in my life. Like that's, I'm, 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 I'm on to like, I'm going to say bigger and better things. I want to have more fun in my life. Yeah. So when I looked at like, I mean, I studied, I studied like every style person out there. I looked at how they would tell people to get dressed. And I was like, this is so complicated. I don't understand it. I couldn't make a choice based on what these are. And I don't like the clothes that they're telling us to wear. (laughs) I don't get it. None of the above sounds appealing. (laughs) None of it. Like it's not fun. So no wonder people are so frustrated. Yeah. So when we look at it from an identity standpoint, right, you look at like, okay, so a rebel is going to have like a little bit more leather and like maybe some metal, like mm-hmm. a warrior is going to have a little bit more like leather and metal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's a little bit more elegant might have flowing dresses or a goddess is going to have flowing dresses. So mm-hmm. you kind of get into this um, aesthetic imagery of what your, your style archetype is. Yeah. I do not create style archetype boards from scratch for someone. I must see what their input is into their vision of themselves because yes. we all have different attraction points. But I'm going to tell you, most rebels don't wear floral. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty rare. It yeah. does still happen as like an expression point, but it gives you an aesthetic container to start from. Yeah. And then when you look at choosing fabrics, you know, there's a million fabrics out there. Use your value system based on like, does it need to be eco, good on the skin? Do I not want to wear any plastics? Like create a filter. Yeah. I don't want to wear polyester. I, I don't like wearing polyester. I feel like I'm going to suffocate when I wear it. Yeah. Even to the point where today I was like, I want to wear this polyester shirt because I like the flow of the shirt. Yeah. But I don't, it's so hot where I am right now that I was like, I need to wear linen. Yeah. I'm in shorts and a linen shirt and I'm like sweating buckets. Yeah. But you look so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. But it's still very hot in here. Um, (laughs) I'm not sorry for you. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like kind of rubbing it in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, I might, I might watch isn't connected to the, the, anyway. So, um, so then once you make those choices around your values, right? Like you have an idea of what works for you yeah, and what doesn't work for you. Then you look at structure. Does my body need more support, physical structure, mm-hmm. or does it need to feel more relaxed, more flow, more ease? Yeah. You do want to look at like what you need to accomplish in a day. Like jean shorts probably aren't great for a business meeting. Right. 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 You, you like let's be logical. Like I'm pretty sure everyone knows what's socially appropriate and what's not. If not, you know it too much and you need to be like deprogrammed a bit and maybe create your own box. So when you ask that question of like, what does my body need to be as effective and powerful as possible? Then we look at the areas of your body. Like, are you super vulnerable today? Do you need like more reinforcement in your root chakra and your second chakra? Man, some spanks are going to feel great because I actually need to be like pulled in and like, I need to go charge full on today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Physical container of support. We are physical beings. We're spiritual beings in a physical body. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, and this has been my lifelong challenge is how do I stay in this body? Because I've 
I have been a disassociator since I was six years old. Yeah. Soup, gone, soup, gone, soup, gone. And so much that I disassociate, the bad things happen to my body because I'm not in my body. So this process keeps you in your body on a daily basis because you have to engage in the conversation. Totally. You don't know what's going on in your body. If you're like, whoop, I don't know. It might be a day to pause and like call in sick to work or like just cancel with your clients, just kind of recalibrate because you're probably not present. So, so important that you say that because we have been programmed that that can't happen. Everything else is more important than me being here present in my physical body. Nothing is more important than you being present in your body. Have you ever sat across someone at dinner and they're like on another plane, right? They're not with you and you're telling them a story and you can tell that they're not able to hear you. How bad does that feel? Awful. So do you think that you can write copy, do sales calls, take care of kids and not be present in your body? Nope. And that my dear loved ones is that's the point Carrie that I like really wanted. And I was trusting that we would get across so just pointedly today because we've been trained that our body is here to hate and that everything else matters besides being present in our body, but nothing gets done when we're not present in our body. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets done effectively. That feels good at the very least. Right. Right. Yep. I actually, let me just finish some of those. Yeah, you finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, so you look at like, okay, I need physical support. Great. Or I need like to reinforce my power center. So I'm going to wear an empire waist dress and like have the accent point go across my solar plexus. Like, boom. Yeah. You got like a physical force there for you. It's an accent point to remind you to step into your body. But the amazing thing is that with an empire waist dress, you have a lot of ease and flow, right? So you're combining the sensation of reinforced power, releasing any sense of fear or anger through the flow of the dress. When I lost my uterus, I was angry. I was like, I have done all of this work. I have like, I even like, met with my perpetrator and you're telling me that I like lost my uterus and I can't have babies now. I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. Super angry. Yeah. And when I went through that, I, in my whole life, I could never wear long flowing skirts because I didn't like my hips. Mm -hmm. Never. I have these square hips. I don't like them. I only like them if I'm anorexic. Mm -hmm. And I started wearing long flowing skirts because I needed to feel the sensation of the flow of the fabric, the vibration, releasing the anger from my body. And I would wear combat boots or moto boots so I could like strap my stuff and like own my vibe. I was angry. Yeah. A lot of people around me knew I was angry or that I was grieving something. Everyone let me be where I was. Because I wasn't faking it. Yes. I was owning my energy, but I wasn't projecting my anger onto other people and being passive aggressive and manipulative with it. Yeah. I was like, whoop, we're in this space. We're in this space and I'm dressing myself to best support this space. Yes. Yeah. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm just holding so much space for you because mm-hmm. gosh, like all of the, all the, right? Like goes into that. And I just. Yeah, but time heals. 
Yeah, of, of course it does. I, I was thinking about, there, there have been two instances um, in the past couple of weeks that I thought about you specifically because, and I do this now, like I, when I get dressed in the morning, I'm like, okay, like how do I want to feel today? I know, I'm, I'm in everybody's closet. I know, it's so cool. But the other, I had um, two days, one day I was feeling super, super tender and I knew that my heart needed spaciousness, but it also needed the ability to be protected. So I wore a zip up. So that way when it was feeling like, okay, I'm by myself, I can breathe a little bit. I zipped my zip up down a little. I had a tank top underneath it, but I zipped it down a little bit so that I could be with myself and give my heart just the space to expand, even though it was feeling tender. I knew yeah. that it needed that expansion. But when I was on calls that day, I zipped it right up all the way to the top because I couldn't I couldn't allow the energy of other people to come through and I could feel the energy that was very quick to like ooze out of me if it wasn't protected. So that was one thing. And then, um, actually just a couple days ago this week at the time that we're recording this, I knew that I was going to be in like mom mode a lot that day, but I also, I had a couple coaching calls. And so I wanted to really project in the, okay, I know that I'm going to be busy and active today, but I still want to look cute. And I still want to like really feel good. So I put on jeans that are super comfy, um, but they're jeans, right? Like they're not yoga pants. They're not stretchy pants. They're still jeans. So it had a little bit of structure, but they had like a, a hole in the knee. So it was like, all right, like just yeah, playing. Get, I can get rugged with the boys. And then um, I put on a sweatshirt, but then I put on a nice crystal necklace to go with it and really nice earrings. And I did my hair nice. So it's like, I felt put together, even though like to your point, like you have to know what you're going to do during the day, but I felt it. like I could show up in all of the different ways and still feel really like me in the process of all that. I am the master of the dress up, dress down. Yes. And that, that's what that outfit was. Basically, yeah. you're like, you have the, the sweatshirt and the crystal and the earrings, your hair looks done, like you're, you're pulled together, but you're like, I got a little edge going on. Yeah. And so I got to like, it, it's, it's dress up, dress down. It's actually expression of contrast. Yes. Oh, I love right. that. I love that. It's physical expression of contrast mm -hmm. and it's a signpost to yourself, right? Like it's almost like sometimes I put on outfits and I'm like, going through the process. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm like, wow, I'm feeling a lot edgier than I knew yeah. because I'm like going for the leather jacket and then like, you know, the, the shearling vest on top. And I'm like, wait, this is like, this is my layered edgy feel. Yeah. So once you kind of get into flow and you get into the intimacy with your closet, right? Because I don't believe in having a ton of clothes. I believe in having very specific intentional clothing. Mm -hmm. And then some statement pieces as seasons go on and fashion changes, right? But the intimacy with your closet, you have go-tos for certain sensations. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like then you know how to cultivate that vibe inside yeah. yourself and you know when you're forcing it because you yeah. get put it on and it doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. And your vibe is off. Because it's not in alignment with the structure that you've just put on your body. Yes. 
weird? But it's so weird. I like, it's so weird, but it's also like, we've all had that experience. I see so many light bulbs going off in the brains of the listeners right now. There's nothing wrong with your body. It has nothing to do with your size or your shape. It's that your energy is like split. And so we need to just be cool. My energy split. All right. Like, how do I get in alignment? I put on a different outfit. Yeah. Cause we've all had days where you're like, Oh, I just don't want to wear this today. Like mm-hmm. I know I like this. And then we should ourselves, well, we should, we get, we take every opportunity we can to shoot, should ourselves, but it's like, oh, I should just wear this. It's on like, no, put on something that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Carrie, let's for the last couple minutes here, let's go back to the conversation of alignment because you actually just mm-hmm. did a perfect segue. What does that mean to you? How can we embody alignment? How can we get back into alignment and know that we're not just talking about one area of life, that yeah. the, the underlying energy of alignment gets to flow through all areas? Like, just take us to church yeah. on this one. So alignment used to feel like spiritual jargon to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, everyone's marketing with the term alignment. Yeah, it's like four or five years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, everyone's using alignment. I'm not going to use alignment. Like I yeah. need another word. Yeah. And as I have been working with my own split energy and coming more into focus and more into my own um, inner and outer systems feeling in balance. Yes. Right. Where I'm out like, I have spent most of my life in discord, which creates depression, frustration, anger, eating disorder, over drinking, having sex with the wrong man or, you know, too quickly or whatever it is, right? All the things that are socially unacceptable behaviors that don't make you perfect. Yeah. For me, I was like, oh, I'm doing this behavior. This means I'm not in alignment. Like this, if I'm, I know that better than to treat myself this way. Yeah. Because I know enough, I have enough time in the bank on my own body to know that when I take X action, I will feel Y. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, like that feeling. Yeah. So alignment is actually about coming into the form of your body and being able to take actions that feel good and can build on top of them to keep you in contact with your source. So that your source is helping guide you forward, not your mental madness, Mm -hmm. right? I like I'm we're 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 taught to be cerebral. Mm -hmm. That's how we're taught. We're not taught to be embodied. Mm -hmm. And I'm a um, experiential learner. I'm dyslexic, so I actually learn by doing better than anything. Yeah. Hence, why this is the work that I do because I need to teach embodiment. Yeah. I, I, I teach people how to get into their bodies and feel their way into peace. Yes. Into a space of ease, into a space of grace, into a space of elegance, yes. into their femininity with power. Yes. And when you have that place, you're unstoppable. Yeah. A low day doesn't knock you down. You just have a low day and you know that you'll get back up. You just might need to rest and restore. That's where your energy is at. And for me running a business, it's super important that I have that flexibility to make those choices based on my energy. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, it was a low day. My energy, I had a cold. I was like, went to Spanish class shut it down, went home, 
Game of Thrones, read a book, <laughs> took a tub, chilled out, took one call from bed with a client. Like that's it. Yeah. Right. Canceled anything else that was extraneous. Yeah. That didn't serve my energetic purpose at that time. Mm -hmm. I do have a luxury. I don't have children, mm -hmm. so I don't have to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. I don't have experience. <laughs> I mean, I have a dog, so I know that I need to stick yeah. out and walk her and all that stuff. But yeah. again, being able to run your life based on your needs, your wisdom, your knowledge, your desires, isn't that the point of living? Yes. Yep. There it is right there. Carrie Montgomery, you are a goddess and a queen and a deeply, deeply wise soul sister of an inspiration to me. And I want you to know that I admire you a great deal. And I would love for you to tell my tribe, my sisterhood, where they can find you, what you've got going on. We will get that in the show notes and we'll make sure that everybody can connect into the magic and majesty that is you. I love you. Thank I you so, you. <laughs> so, so much. This I could listen to you talk about this conversation. all freaking day long. I know. Oh it's my so gosh. Good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I love, if there's anything that I love more is um, talking about this stuff. It's yeah. just, it's where it's at for me. Yeah. So people can find me at carriemontgomery.com. Mm -hmm. um, style by Monty on Instagram. Um, I have a freebie, get photo ready on my website. I also have the top 10 style tips. We'll, we'll, I'll give you the link to that so you can put it in the show notes. Oh, cool. Sort of your, um, that's, the basic breakdown of some of the steps that we talked about. It doesn't cool. give you the identity stuff, but it gives you some of the practical like conversation with your body and keeping it simple. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And then, you know, I have my signature program, create your soul style. And that's really leads you through the journey and takes you into the depths of your soul so that you can come out and be powerful. And I don't love this term slay the day, but it's like ringing in my head. So, but it's like, you can go and like rock your day. Yeah. Right. And, and not let, um, the world of trials and tribulations get you down, but just go and, and be a master of your own destiny. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll get all those links into the show notes. And I just, ladies, like you have to go get Carrie Montgomery into your life. Like you just have to. Carrie, I have one final question that I ask all of my, um, my interviewees. Okay. What are you grateful for? Mm, today, I'm really grateful to be alive and for the journey that I've had. Yes and the community that surrounds me yeah. because I, I wouldn't have made it without all the amazing people that have been in my life through the process. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you hang tight because we're going to chat <laughs> for a second after we wrap up here. But friends, thank you for being here today. I hope this conversation served you. In fact, I know for certain it did. And I just hope you all have a very good morning. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question? The, 
how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are doing that self-discovery work and I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact but also want the beautiful crazy amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the mastermind and the academy so if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact we will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation and we're going to set up a 30 minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.